Hi guys, and welcome back. It's your girl Jess here today on Confessions of a Millennial. I'm going to share my strategies for creating a livable work-life balance, so stick around. Hey guys, thanks for joining me this week. So this week we're going to talk about the work-life balance and Guys, before you begin, I know that you're here because you might be a fellow mom, you might be a fellow millennial parent, but guys, moms are absolute superwomen. We change diapers, we make playdates. If you're those kind of people that like to go out and socialize, you work on your kids' homework with them, you help them get schoolwork done, you help them when they need emotional support with their friends or if they're kind of trying to figure out their way in the world. We plan fun weekend activities, we go above and beyond every day to make sure that our kids are in the best emotional state, the best physical environment, and we absolutely know that at the end of the day, sometimes we wonder if how we even were able to accomplish it. There's no denying it takes something we never realized or knew that we had in order to make it all work. So there's an even added layer when you're a working mom. And by working mom, I mean somebody who works outside of the home or works inside the home um, on a job that goes beyond their quote unquote mom job. Um, so today I'm a working mom. I am a teacher and I work a non-traditional schedule. I leave the day, leave the, the house at around six 30 and I don't really get home until four o'clock, but that doesn't mean I'm done at that point. Um, I am grading late on into the evening and answering emails from students and parents. I'm currently taking extra classes to pursue an advanced position. And all on top of that, we have this added pressure that society says, not only do we have to do all of those things, but we better look good doing it. We better not complain. We better be unflustered. We better look like we've got it all together. And if you're anything like me, that's enough to make you absolutely bananas crazy. So how do we do it. You know, I have some strategies that work for me. I know that a lot of moms have their own little strategies that work for them, but the strategies that I'm going to share with you today are five strategies that you can implement today in your life to make things a little bit easier. So stop back in a little bit and we'll kind of begin with the first three. So the first three things that I do to try to make my work-life balance a little bit more easy to manage um, is the very first thing that I do is I am a big believer in planning ahead. I am the worst at making lists, but what I really have really, really found um, as a mom that works for us in my home is the use of a Google Calendar, a digital space where I can put events and then actually invite the people that I need to have aware of those events. Um, both husband and I are not typical nine to fivers. He's also a principal at a local high school. So there are often times where we are doing more. He has basketball games. He might have meetings after school. He might have, um, parent meetings that run over or places he needs to be that just are 
given in conversation, but are always forgotten. So I'm a big believer in planning ahead and using that Google Calendar to stay on the same page. When you're communicating better, you're aware of each other's activities, you're able to better plan what you can and cannot do as a family, and then make accommodations too to make sure that if bedtime needs to be interrupted or pushed back or made earlier, you can go ahead and do that um, and let the kids know kind of in advance so that you're not feeling like you're overwhelmed by all of these changes that suddenly come about. So I absolutely love a Google Calendar for that aspect. The second thing that I have sworn by since I became a new t- a new mom um, in 2014 was is ordering online. And that has evolved. Um, first, it was just with Amazon subscribe and save. I get all of my diapers online every single month. I get wipes online every month. We get rabbit food for the rabbit online. I get the Soresto collars for the dog online and they just show up every eight months and it's wonderful. So there are a lot of things through Amazon subscribe and save that have made my life easier as well as um, the newbies, which are Instacart, um, where I can have someone do my shopping for me. I can go online and I can pick all of my groceries at Aldi and a wonderful person goes and selects those and then bring them to me. Our local Walmart doesn't actually do Walmart pickup, but the one near work does. And I absolutely love being able to go on, order all of my material, stop by after work, have them load the stuff into my car and then go on my merry way. So that's the second great thing, ordering online and then every plate. I hate to cook. I am the worst at trying to figure out what to cook. I argue with my husband all the time. I never want to cook anything in particular. I never want particular food. So the use of every plate, which is a meal delivery service, I get three recipes per week. They come delivered to my home in a, uh, not a freezer safe, but they are a chilled pack where it comes with all of the meat, all of the vegetables. The most I've ever had to kind of add to them would be the oil with which to cook the materials and then maybe some sugar or salt and pepper and things like that. So it takes away that confusion at least three times a week of what we are going to eat every day, you know, daily. Um, I can create a menu for us and then we can say, okay, on these other days, this is the rest of the food that we have in the house. Let's go ahead and have that. And it also eliminates any confusion for, you know, when we do plan ahead with the Google calendar, okay, well, we're going to eat out on Tuesday. So what are we going to have on Wednesday? And then I don't have to run to the store and make anyone's life or my life um, any more chaotic at the end of the day. So that's really been helpful for us. And then the third thing is dividing and conquering. I am a self-proclaimed feminist witch. And I truly believe that my husband is my partner. And that means that there is a lot that we do together that in the past, maybe some partnerships would not have been divided this way. My husband is amazing. He is an amazing helper. He does so much more than sometimes I even acknowledge. Um, but he's the laundry person every week. I don't do laundry. I hate to put laundry away. And he is the one that by far does that with no complaint. And sometimes that means that while he's doing laundry, I'm cooking dinner and playing with the kids. When I'm cooking dinner, he's playing with the kids. We divide and conquer a lot of areas of our life. And we've just, we've done that naturally, but I, I can see in the future um, as I get further into my principal certificate that there might need to be a conversation where we say, okay, on these days, you're going to do your doctoral work. And on this next day, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do my principal certificate work. So how are we going to divide and conquer the way that our home life works? Again, these 
the two things that, that I talked about earlier, plan ahead and, and this third one, which is divide and conquer, are all about communication. And I think that's one of the things that we as moms tend to take it all on and ignore the fact that asking for help is not a bad thing. Um, the people in our life, whether they are our partners with our children or our family members, they want to help, but sometimes they don't know how to help. So asking um, is a huge step to making that work-life balance all flow. These three things have helped me with the daily grind. But in reality, all of those things can be falling into place. But there are two things that are my soul savers, two things that if I don't do them, I can feel my own emotional state slipping. So we're going to talk about more like that after this short break. All right, guys, welcome back. Getting help with the everyday is absolutely my first priority, but I always have to build my own personal armor too. And that's something that as I've grown in this past year has become more and more poignant and more and more important. I'm becoming more um, intentional about fighting for that. I am a huge mindset person. I believe that mindset is key. We can um, create the world that we want to create. We live in the life we want to live in. And I hugely and very much believe that it's been a huge challenge for me to understand that. And it's been the biggest wing and, and the biggest challenge to just stay positive. And about eight years ago, I started to get an inkling that I was incredibly influenced by the attitude and the expression of other people. I work in a profession with adults who want very much to make the world a better place. And unfortunately, we deal with hundreds of people every day who aren't adults yet. They're children and they don't understand why the content that we're presenting is important or why school is important um, I worked for years in a district where many of my students didn't know where their next meal was coming from. So for them, school wasn't important. And for our first couple of years, we associated with a handful of individuals that just didn't, they couldn't get past that. They couldn't almost get out of their own ego to understand that their negative mindset was impacting these children and kind of progressing into their classroom in a way that stifled the greatness that they could have achieved. So about eight years ago, we started to do the very first thing that is on my list for my soul saver. And that is cutting out those negative people, the people that every time you're around them, you leave exhausted because they just suck it all out of you. They're constantly complaining. It could be gorgeous outside and they'll be complaining about how hot it is, or it'll be a beautiful snowy day. And they'll be, and this is me sometimes complaining about how cold it is without acknowledging the fact that it's beautiful. And you have this time with your family. Um, they could be complaining about um, something so minuscule that you know by the end of dinner or your time with them, you're just going to leave so emotionally drained that you have nothing left to give anybody else. And I encourage you, and it's hard to do, cut them out. 
spend less and less time with them and revel and acknowledge the fact that the less time you spend with them, the better off your emotional state is, the better off your soul is, the better off you just feel at the end of Anytime you would have been spending with them, choose a different person, find a more positive person. And that allows you to create this mindset shift, which is the fourth thing. This allows us women, we, everyone to empower one another. If we cut out those negative people, we become more positive people. And then we are able to exude that confidence and push that sparkle outward and then envelop everybody else into it. Guys, that whole idea of find your tribe and love them hard is no joke. This serves in two ways. One, when we find a group of people that we click with and that we know have our backs, are our soul, are our tribe, they know our struggle. We as moms need to band together and understand we're all going through the same crap. And just because it's, you know, one day here, one day there doesn't mean that we cannot support one another. It's not a competition. It really isn't. Okay. The goal is to create good people. We need to help one another do that. So finding that tribe, loving them hard, exuding that confidence to one another. We know each other's struggle. And secondly, guys, we might be super women. We are. We can do pretty much any, everything and anything, but we can't do everything exceptionally. I know I'm not very good at science stuff or at necessarily thinking outside of the box when it comes to math. I have a girlfriend that is. And when my kids find that niche, if that's their niche, I'm going to send them to that girlfriend or that, you know, guy friend that loves to go hunt. I'm not going to take my kids hunting, but I'm going to send them to my brother and my dad and my sister. We need to know that other people are here to help us create um, this environment and shape these children and shape these individuals into those that we want. So guys, I hope that through listening to this, you know, I'm acknowledging the fact that work-life balance is super hard. Society's expectations don't don't help us, but these five simple strategies, you can start to implement them today. When you're done listening to this, you can create a Google calendar and you can order your groceries online. Sit down with your husband tonight and think about how you guys can divide and conquer certain things that maybe you're feeling very overwhelmed with. So Hopefully this has helped you. Hopefully you've gathered something, if anything, but one thing from this. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. I am four episodes deep now, two episodes in this new kind of go forward um, and exude kind of this next step with the Confessions of a Mom Millennial podcast. So I'd love your feedback. Um, please head to my Instagram and send me a direct message to tell me how you balance everything. I'd love to share out some responses on my Instagram to let others know that my five ways are not the only ways. We all have our own approach, our own aspect uh, of the way that we deal with life. And I hope that next week you'll come back because next week, and this is making me super nervous, um, but next week we get witchy. I talk about my journey to the witchy part of me and how you might just have a bit of that too. So make sure you subscribe um, so you never miss an episode. Bye. Thanks, guys.